And, and Robert, tell us about this, because this is basically you invite, um, well, I'll let you tell it. Sure. Thanks, Mario. Uh, so we are a nonprofit organization that organizes interactive concerts for individuals with autism and their families who are shut out of typical concert and theatrical experiences. So the idea is that if a family feels uncomfortable going to a show because their their son or daughter may, may not know to sort of be quiet or whatever it is that you're supposed to be at a show, this gives them a chance to basically run around and, and, and do whatever it is they want to do during a show, which seems like a pretty amazing way to see a show. Right. So we break down the wall between performer and audience member. And when Doug, who's also a friend, a dear friend. The book writer for Cinderella. Exactly. The five-time Tony nominee. Uh, when when Doug um, recruited Vicky for this concert, when we had a training together, Vicky had really taken the ball and ran with it. She had a, a, a vision of reconceiving the show to adapt to what we were doing. And it was Amazing. It was breathtaking. So you took Cinderella and, and you, you sort of reshaped it for... No, see, this is where being a, a, an aspiring director helps because I just have this bossy nature. So I just like... <laughs> and, and Douglas is so like amenable to being bossed around. Bless his heart. So I was just like, okay, Douglas, here's what we need to do. And he just like sits back in his chair and goes, okay, tell me. And I was like, okay, we're going to talk this. We're going to do the overture. We're going to do the short this. And then they can dance during this. And then I'll come out and be the fairy. And then I went, we have to say, we I came with the amazing Cody Williams. The amazing Cody who, Williams. Who plays the raccoon in our show, which sounds funny if you haven't seen the show, but uh -huh. it is an unbelievable, it's an un unbelievable unbelievable job because they're hand puppets for a while and then they transform of course when she needs to get to the ball the the fox yeah. and the raccoon take over and so josh rhodes has choreographed this amazing transformation for them both going in to being people and then returning right. back to their animal selves and they are um they're andy mills and cody williams are just unbelievable and they're 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 true triple threats. So Cody came with me and actually did like split leaps and pirouettes. And he we moved furniture out and he he did he danced like the entire entract and the overture. <laughs> like we played like whole dance numbers and he like one man show, like wow. basically like the Cody show. And that was thrilling, I think, too, to have that to have them see that very exciting movement and and uh you know, and the kids a, could run right up to you, or I mean, or there's totally. Sort of, there's no barrier. There's no stage. It's just a one room. It's one level. So they, I would get down on the floor, and they would come to me. And Robert and I were talking before we came in. This one little girl just came over, and she was probably not even two, and she wanted to be right next to me, but she didn't want me to touch her. But she wanted to be right in that sound right. and the vibrations of the sound. So she backed up into my chest. And just kind of nestled in there, right under my chin, and just stayed there. It was so awesome. When I tried to put my arms around her, you know, she would bat the arms away. She didn't want that. She just wanted to be a part of the sound and a part, really, be a part of the music. And that's, I think, one of the most moving things that I've ever experienced as as an actor to 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 be able to share in that way and to and to to involve people because that's really what we strive to do is to make our story so palpable. And, and and so viable that people can share and like bring up immediacy and bring up memories of something that's just happened or dreams, whatever whatever they're dealing and coping with at that particular moment that they see a show. I feel like our job is to make it 
as real and as immediate as possible. Right. And Robert, um, for parents out there listening, we have a lot of parents who listen to our show um, who may have a, a child with autism a, who wants to attend a concert like this. You, you do this um, in, in a number of cities nationally, right? Yeah, so we have concerts all over New York State. We have concerts in Houston, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles currently. And is it always musical theater, something like Cinderella, or is it? No. Totally it's everything. Diverse. So we've worked with the Grammy-nominated string quartet, the Enso Quartet. We've worked with a Latin Grammy nominee. It's every jazz, bluegrass, every Classical. genre of music. Really, really diverse. Wow. And oh. the kids can the kids can walk right up to them and watch them play, right? If it's a cellist or a pianist, mm-hmm. they can just be right there. It's thrilling. It's thrilling. I was going to say, yeah. it's sort of the opposite of what you'd expect. Like, you guys love the opportunity to actually get that close with an audience. Well, some of us do. I know I know a few a few of my colleagues, this would terrify them. Right. <laughs> because they, they like the void. They like the fourth wall, and they like that it's dark out right. there. You know, right. They don't, they, you know, and I used to actually be afraid of it, too, so... Actually, it was Walter Bobby who taught me not the director. to. Yes, Walter Bobby, the wonderful director who's, who Chicago is still running after oh my nine gosh. million years. That's Walter. So Walter Walter and I did Guys and Dolls together. And when he cast me in a show, Grand Night for Singing, we started up in the Rainbow Room. Remember the old Rainbow Room? Uh-huh. You're not old enough, are you? Uh, sadly, it was I like am. It was like we did cabaret <laughs> I, up I'm in the not. Rainbow Room. I just don't look it. Oh, right. oh is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> we will share skincare secrets later. <laughs> but, you know, but I used to sing to this non-existent balcony, you know, and there would be steak. And steak has come up a couple of times. I must be hungry. But, but there would be food that would come by my, you know, right in front of us. And he'd say, Vicki, there is no balcony. You have to look right in people's eyes. You have to look right at them. Right. And that was the first time. Well, I was really young. I think it was like, I wasn't even 30 yet. But I, But that was the first time that I realized that most of the time, when you look at people, their faces are full of wonder and joy. I mean, every now and then, of course, depending on the show, you're going to find somebody who's like sleeping and was like, wishes they were dead. <laughs> right. But most of the time, typically, m- right? <laughs> most of the time, especially when you're singing, most people are are loving it, and that's and that's what you know. That's when I learned how to just kind of let go and. And now oh God. <laughs> when you perform on stage in, um, in Cinderella or, or any of the other work that you do, do you now sort of miss that you're not seeing the eyes uh, of these kids or, or audience? Because you Well, it, that's such a good question. I mean, right after that experience, I came back to work and I was on such a high because you don't get that immediate feedback like that. Um, that you do from children. Yeah. And uh, it, it's true. Like there was a little bit like, oh, like why can't, <laughs> why can't they be skipping with us on stage? Right. And why can't I hold hands with them? And Mary, I read that Mary Martin used to do that when she played Peter Pan. Occasionally she would look down at the apron of the stage and there would be a child who had somehow oh my gosh, crawled up on stage and she would just put them on her lap and sing right to them, whether mm. it was Never Neverland or right. whatever it was. And um, Can you imagine Unbelievable, right? Yeah. To be sung to by Mary Martin. Oh yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Or Victoria Clark. Well, that's right. Robert, Victoria Clark. Even at least better, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Where can folks find <laughs> out more? Yeah. Where can folks find out more about music for autism? Sure. So our website is <laughs> www.musicforautism.org, and we're on Twitter and Facebook. So find us there as well. And Victoria, you have a website too, right? 
I do, but I don't know what the address oh. is. Oh, folks. I mean, that's I'm not even false modesty. It's just I, I doesn't know. Count. I'm going to find it. I'm going to tweet it it's out. It's so easy. Just Google me and it's there. You Victoria click on Clark, it. the amazing. I think it's Victoria Clark online or okay. .com. I'll find it out, folks. I'll tweet it out to you. The amazing Tony Award winning Victoria Clark. Thank you so much for being here. This is Thank really fun. Thank you so much for having me. And folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's on TV tonight. You're listening to News and Notes.